Welcome back to another episode of The Bonnet Talks with your host, Amma Apia. Today's episode is all about dating in your 20s. Yes, the apps, the bad first dates, the pressure to be married by 30, and everything in between. I bring on New York City content creator Katie Bilotti to chat about the pressures of dating in a major city, dating app culture, and the hidden blessings of being single. Chatting about magic and the comedy of love is completely on brand for her, which is exactly why I was so excited to have the opportunity to sit down with her. Honestly, guys, she was such a fun guest to have for this episode in particular, especially because she is someone who is actually my first guest on the show to not be someone from my personal life or a personal friend of mine. She's just someone that I've admired for years just through Instagram and content creation in general. Despite this, She's someone who I felt like I could talk to forever and that I've known her for so long anyway. So it was so, so fun to catch up. It's really great that I get to bring her to my audience as well because you can learn so much from her, as I always say with my guests. But (laughs) I just feel like I just love the people that I surround myself with. She is someone who has gone from working at L'Oreal at their headquarters in New York City to quitting that job and starting a multitude of side hustles and just absolutely killing it. And so she's really such a great person to look at for postgrad, just for motivation in general. And on top of that, she's actually the sweetest person ever. And so I can't even believe that she said yes to being on the show. So <laughs> anyway, um, thank you, Katie, for coming on. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I will actually link a few of her content links down in my podcast description so you can also check her out and with that we'll get right into the episode see you guys soon bye hi guys welcome back to another episode of the bonnet talk today i have such a special guest and she is katie bilotti if you guys are familiar with the influencer like worlds she is definitely one of the names you should know she's someone that i followed for years now um starting with YouTube, I believe, was the first way I got to know you. And then followed you on Instagram for a few years. And she started a podcast about two years ago, Thick and Thin. Um, And she kind of talks about her life um, post-graduation in working in New York City. She's kind of living the life. Everyone calls her like the Carrie Bradshaw of like the (laughs) influencer world. Stop it. (laughs) It's true. It's really true. And I basically like lived through her because I wish that I was living a life in New York City. That was kind of like a very brief introduction, but that doesn't like even touch upon everything that this girl does. So I really want to take the time to let you introduce yourself and just talk about pretty much like what you've been up to in post-grad, how you are doing with quarantine, the side hustles that you've been involved with, anything. You, You have the floor. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. No pressure. <laughs> well, you did a great job. I mean, I feel like, yeah, my big kind of and butter of what I am is just the fact that I live in New York, which has been my dream forever. Like I'm yeah. sure you even heard me talk about it back in the day on YouTube. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I know it'll be in New York, right. which is ironic considering I'm not there right now. I'm in Maryland. Yeah. Um, so different. <laughs> but just overall, I guess just some things that you know, I do now that I I couldn't say the same for me four years ago. I now um, have my own graphic design company and I do design. You might know I was at a corporate job for a year and a half post-grad and that was just not for me. So I've taken a few twists and turns and now I'm kind of in my own fun realm of doing my own thing every day, like my Mm -hmm. own boss. And not only do I do, like you said, the YouTube, the podcast, but I'm also freelance designing for people, which is just like my dream. I didn't even know it was going to be my dream, my dream job, but it is. 
is, I'm like, oh, this is it. So oh, that's kind of it me. Is so awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that is why, like one of the reasons why I really admire you. And I think a lot of people do in general, um, because you, you are not afraid to take risks. And, that, and that's what being a 20 something year old is all about, right? It's about right. taking those risks, moving to New York City and trying something out. You know, if it doesn't work out, that's okay. You try the next thing. And mm-hmm. I know it's hard. Like it's a hard thing to do, but to watch you just blossom. And you've been out of school for two years now. So you're like a yep. sophomore in post-grad. <laughs> a sophomore. Yeah. Sophomore in life. That's how I feel. <laughs> Believe me. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. And um, to see kind of where you started and now where you are, even in just like the past, even six months or so, things have changed so much for you. And I feel like that is yeah. how post-grad is. Like things just change week to week. Like look at us in this pandemic, like one second we were, you know, living our life, the next second we were not. We were I know. <laughs> and you can't see these things coming. They like just come, you're like, okay, all right. Yeah, like we, okay. we pivot, we regroup, we figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just want to congratulate you on, everything that you're doing, love the graphic design stuff. Like you're, it seems like you're really in your element right now. And I think for a lot of us as 20 something year olds, we always wonder like, are we going to ever figure things out? Like, how are things going to work out? We always want to look for what's next. And Mm -hmm. you might not have that answer, Katie, but I can see that you're getting to it and like, you're willing to take that risk and do what you need to do. And some days are going to be better than others, but it looks like you're, you're doing the damn thing. And I'm so proud of you just as someone who has been listening and following you for years now. (laughs) Well, thank you. No, I think the secret is just like trusting your gut and your gut feeling and knowing when something is right or not right. And believe me, you know, like you might not know what's next, but you know, if you're in the right place, I feel like. And it was pretty clear for me in my post-grad job that that it wasn't the right place. It wasn't right. a bad place, but it wasn't the right place. Right. So right. I feel like now I'm, I'm in a good place, even though, you know, the world is like crumbling around us, but you know, <laughs> I feel like the place, the, the, the soil that I'm standing on is good right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I love it. I really love it. One of the things that we always have to think about in post-grad is obviously dating in your twenties because come on guys, yeah. like, that is really just, <laughs> that is the point. Honestly, like one of the major things we're always worried about. Let's just yes. be real. And so before we get into the topic, I have some rapid fire questions that I want to ask you just in general about dating, oh. what you've been doing. So, and I haven't done these things with my guests before, but you know, I was like, I think this is a good time because I want to get down to the nitty gritty. You know what I'm saying? I'm down. I'm an open book here. I'm an open book. (laughs) I love it. So the first question I have is what are three words that you use to summarize New York City dating? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) It's, it's a beast. It's like, it's one of those things where sex in the city depicted it pretty well, but there's also like a whole nother layer to it that I feel like it's just even more crazy. I would just say, okay, three words, probably fast. Okay. Mm, Kind of like, okay. Fast is definitely like the number one word I would say. Then also probably exciting, fast, exciting, confusing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I feel like people are (laughs) New York people just notoriously are fast. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's just like, boom, 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 go, go, go. Right. In, you know, normal elements of life, like work and just living and making money and stuff. But then it also kind of like comes into the dating scene where it's like, 
things are super fast, but that they also can be like super short lived. And like, mm-hmm. you're left thinking, wait a second, what, what just happened? Like that's, <laughs> I feel like that is like in a nutshell what yeah. it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And I feel like, (laughs) I feel like there's always something left to be desired too, because things are so transient and like, okay, like what just happened? Like, I didn't even have a chance to process. Like, I'm like, yeah, did did he even know my favorite color? Like, I don't even know if that's, you know, we didn't even get to that part of the relationship and like, okay, that's just kind of how it goes. That is so funny. Okay. So that's, that's good. Um, second question. If you use hinge, what are your three favorite prompts? Oh, I, prompts are so hard on dating apps. Like, I feel like I'm a smart person and I still like, I'm just like, I can't, but I mean, the thing, the thing saying about that is it's like, you know, I struggle with it, but then I like read other people's profiles and I'm like, okay, if they don't have good prompts, I'm not going to swipe right on them. So it's like, I'm like kind of hypocritical. I would say, so my prompts, the ones that I have are like ideal date. I think I have, um, like, what is your ideal date? Okay. I have to look. <laughs> I would yeah, ideal, ideal first date. And I used um, emojis. I think number one thing, if you can't figure out an answer, just use emojis. I have an, a martini emoji plus pizza emoji. And then I have um, the next question I answered was my simple pleasures, which I said going to bed without setting an alarm. Guys okay. love that one. Yeah. And then worst idea I've ever had was going blonde. And that's, that's it. You went so. blonde? Why do I feel oh, like yeah. I don't remember this? Because it was horrible. That's why. <laughs> because I don't want the world to see those pictures. It was when I was abroad junior year in oh. Italy. And I just was like having my Lizzie McGuire moment. And I, it was <laughs> so bad. You like physically had to turn into Lizzie. I, yeah, I get yep. it. It's okay. I followed all the steps. <laughs> you had to have gotten like a Vespa, dye the hair, find your Paolo. I know. You know. Where's Paolo? Where's Gordo? That's the only missing okay. elements. We'll forgive you for that, for that period of your, <laughs> your life. Okay. I think, what prompts do I even use? I think I always go for like the love language one. Oh, that's a good like, one. Yeah. I always feel like you can find like good answers. And someone who, a guy like for me, like who can actually think about that and convey that and be, it makes me be like, oh, he can, he's in touch with his emotional side. <laughs> that's something. so true. So I'm like, all right, that's let's so use that one. So that's like always my go-to. Um, number three, did you reach out to an old flame during quarantine? No, I did not. And I'm proud of myself. I'm it was so like- proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't reach out to old flames. I I've made new flames. Okay. That's what I did. Okay. I've been, um, talking to people on the dating apps and I don't see it honestly going anywhere, but I was just bored kind of. <laughs> Everyone was. It's okay. It's totally fine. Cause I, that was something yeah. I was always hearing on social media for at least like a good, like three months. Just everyone's like, why am I texting my ex-boyfriend at like 4am? Don't right text now? your ex. I'm like, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you no, care, like, we, we love you and we're telling you do not do that. <laughs> okay. Amen. Okay. Yes. Number four. What is a Harry Styles song that sums up your current dating experience? Because Katie loves Harry Styles as much as I, I do, do. I feel like. And so I was like, I, I need to fit this in here. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, this is tough. I mean, I've always been really drawn. Oh, oh my God. My current dating situation? Oh, like nothing. So I don't even know. <laughs> Okay, wait, um, I'll, I'll I'll open it. I'll open it to just like in general, any any period of your 
dating experience, whatever. Probably woman. Woman. woman? <laughs> I think that's probably like my, my theme song. Your honestly. theme song right I'm now. I'm going to go yeah. with that one. That's my final answer. Okay. Pick it. That's good. <laughs> You're good. If it was for me, I was thinking about this and I was like, why should I, like, why am I asking this? Because even for me, like, I wouldn't even know. What I love it. <laughs> I think, I feel like I would pick um, to be so lonely. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. That's, that's a better answer for right now. I feel like aspirationally, aspirationally I'm it's woman, but I mean, let's be real. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. So funny. I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to do that. Actually speaking of Harry Styles, before we get into this, because I feel like Harry Styles has kind of set the standard for men. And I feel like now every time I'm like, okay, if you're not Harry Styles, I don't want it. So, um, I'm just like always just going, kind of going back to that. And I know you uh-huh. love him as much as I do. And I want to know if you had tickets to see him on tour. Oh, I did. I did. Oh I had tickets for Madison square garden. I've already seen him there once Okay, and we yeah. had tickets again. And of course now it's postponed and I'm devastated. I so. am utterly devastated. Katie. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. And I'm just, I had tickets for, I have tickets for Boston and I have pit seats and I was like, Oh my God. Well, I didn't have that good of seats. I'd be really <laughs> upset if I were you. I was like crying. I was like, please, God, please. Why would you let this happen to me? This would never happen to me, first of all. Like, I'm so surprised that this, like, when it happened, I was like yeah. in the bathroom stall at work and I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I'm literally going to black out right now. I literally have pissed. That's amazing. I would have freaked out. It was crazy. So now he's like two weeks before the tour. He's like, okay, you're not like, we're not having it. I'm just like, okay, thank you. I know. I was waiting for his, his announcement because I knew it was going to be canceled. I'm like, why hasn't he said anything yet? I know. And (laughs) I was like, I think he just forgot about the tour. I think he's leading us on. He's just, he is leading us on as every man. He's the ultimate. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's another good word for New York, honestly. Yes, for New York. So with that, let's get into the nitty gritty with questions that um, I kind of like took some time because I've been listening to your podcast. I've been watching your YouTube videos. I love your videos about dating with you know Julia and Pooja. Um, My just girls. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> I so, miss them. So fun. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, please, I will actually add links to like the podcast description or something so you can go watch because I think they're absolutely incredible. Um, and so I kind of gathered, I had my ideas for questions, but I was able to also kind of see where your mind was at too with these things. So I kind of wanted to pick your brain more a little bit. First question is just in general, like what has been the transition from dating in college to dating in a major city been like? Because you went to, it seems like a smaller school, right? At Elon. I I did. Elon College. Okay. Yep. Elon University. Elon Elon University. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get it right. Elon University. Elon (laughs) University. And um, it seems like it was a smaller school, right? Yeah. It was 6,000 undergrads. So really small in comparison to like large state schools. And everyone knew each other towards the end. It was like, there was just no privacy with anything really. It's like everyone heard like who's dating who, like, you know, everything was just so known. Whereas New York is of course like the biggest melting pot, like of every, like huge, you know, every, like a lot of schools like directly feed into just everyone goes to New York. So Mm -hmm. it feels like at least in the young scene, it feels like one huge state school, but like times right. 10. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you'd yeah. be surprised though, because it is kind of still a small world living in New York. It's like, it feels kind of like I'm still, I'm running into the same, or like it's even happened where I've gone on dates with people that my friends have gone on dates with and we didn't know. Oh. 
like it's happened, like, especially on Hinge, because I feel like there's like a smaller population on yeah. like dating apps. Yeah. I don't know. I also feel but I that guess, way too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, cause I was thinking like, all right, like, is it something where, I mean, like, I feel like nowadays with college, everyone's kind of on the dating apps. So I was like, okay, yeah. does that translate also in like the big city, like New York? Like, is everyone on it? Is that just yes. the notion? Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> otherwise there's this huge like myth, I feel like in sex in the city helped instill this, I think, you know, <laughs> that you're going to go to a bar and meet someone and like hit it off with them. Like yeah. that's just, it doesn't really, I mean, it happens of course, like it happens. Like I've even gone on some dates with guys I've met out and whatever, but for the most part, it's like really premeditated. It's mm-hmm. like being on an app, scrolling, really trying to get a, an idea of what this person is like from mm-hmm. prompts, from pictures, from just preliminarily texting someone. And a lot of times it's like really hit or miss. It's like right. I've been on some really bad dates in New York and, oh, and some really no. good dates in New York. But yeah. I feel like in college, it, we didn't really, like at least at Elon, the culture wasn't really that we're going to go on a date with a guy. It's like, oh, he'll invite us to this this party. Right. It's, it wasn't like romantic where I feel like New York is romantic, which is yeah. just so what I love. So but I feel like New I don't York know. in general, the essence or like the way people view it is in that romantic like aura, like dreamy, like, right. you know, and then sometimes you get like slaps in the face and it's like, oh, it's not like that sometimes. But I feel like, that's, oh yeah. <laughs> like what are some like dating apps that you use? Like you mentioned Hinge. Um, you said you do use that. Are yeah. there any other ones you use? I'm on Hinge. I have Bumble. Um, I don't typically like love that for just New York. For some reason, I feel like it's a very, it's like Hinge is the one to go if you're in New York. It's, really? I can say different things for different places, mm-hmm. but Hinge is great. Also, I, I have a Raya account. I don't really like love it, honestly. Okay. It's like for like the quote elite. And I just feel like it's like people are so like obsessed with themselves on there. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I have not been on a single date. Like, it's just so like, it's like you have to be approved and like go through an application process and someone has to refer you. It's like oh this my crazy God. thing. And I'm like, I don't even, yeah, I'm like, okay, great. I'm on there, but it doesn't really matter because I'm like, not going on any like dates. Jo- that sounds like a job interview. That it, literally sounds- it basically is. Okay. And they oh like vet you and it takes like a month to get in. And I'm like, uh, what I could just do the hinge and way better people on there. So I don't know. Oh my god! But yeah, those are the three that I'm okay. on. Yeah, I did. I did an Instagram poll a few weeks ago, and I was so surprised actually by the amount of people who like interacted with it. I think it was like 300 people. So kudos to you guys. Wow. You guys really want to know like what other people are thinking <laughs> about this stuff. And um, the apps that I saw people using were obviously um, Tinder. So Tinder. Oh Bumble, yeah. Hinge. I forgot about Tinder. I know. Right. Right. I always forget about Tinder because I'm like, I just write it off automatically and I'm like, all right, Tinder. Like that's. It not- has a stigma to it. It has like a right. stigma. Right. And I'm like, that's yeah. like trash. Or we're not going to go with that. But yeah. Amazing. <laughs> what is surprising is that I found when I was doing the poll that when people would tell me, okay, like what dating apps they were using, they, a lot of people were like, I found my boyfriend or girlfriend or partner on Tinder. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, how? Like no one's finding each other on Hinge. Like and not, you provide more information on Hinge. It's not. I, yeah. But I, I have had friends who've met people they've dated for like a long-term okay. time frame on Hinge. And like okay. I, every time I ever post anything about dating apps, my followers are like, I met my husband on Hinge. Like it's a huge, <laughs> I think it's the new thing. I really think like I feel like people often say like, I don't want to be able, like, I don't want to say that I met my husband on Hinge. Like I want a better story. Right. But like, right. I just think that's kind of 
how things are now. It's like, it's really hard to meet people. Mm -hmm. No, especially in a place like New York City or like Boston. Like how, it makes me like, I ask my mom all the time, I'm like, how did y'all do this? Because (laughs) honestly, like, I really don't know because I just, I think of like, let's say New York City and like the 70s or something. Like what were people doing? (laughs) They were going to the disco. They were at- yeah, like, but they weren't. I I was talking to my parents about this recently too. Just the idea of not having phones to constantly be texting and right. checking in. It's like you really have to be in person, right? So and make the effort and make the effort. Yeah. Like you can't just like stalk people on social media. You're really taking a risk. Like if you meet someone, That's so true. You couldn't stalk anyone. And anyone I'm a stalker on social media <laughs> before. Don't. I've done my full research. If this guy has anything on the internet, I have found it before. I, exactly. Make sure that I'm not walking into something that's going to be bad. Oh yeah, no. 100%. And yet I still have, but <laughs> <laughs> but you could never be like so. You you can't be more prepared. Other like you have to. And it's New York. It's scary. You have to be. Right. You have to really vet these people before you go out with them. Right. And it's like, it's weird because I feel like doing that like also kind of raises your expectations too. And it's like, you think you have a sense of who this person is and it's like, well, if they don't meet that, then like, what is this kind of thing? And I'm I'm, I'm wondering like, okay, like my parents are like just people who are older. They just like trusted, you know, they said, I'm going on this date with this person or I met this person last night and I don't have like, they didn't have phones to be constantly like texting like all the time. Like yeah. they didn't have social media to be checking up what you're doing and stuff like that. They just trusted. And I'm just I like, know. people got married in that time. <laughs> no, it's so true. And I think social media also just like gives us all these, like, I, I think honestly, a lot of us are more nervous before dates because of social media, mm-hmm. because of all this psyching us out. Like I'll creep, creep on a person yeah. and see that the guy has like, 50 followers on Instagram and is following 5,000 people. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's a big red flag. (laughs) My parents are like, what? (laughs) Like the ratio doesn't like, when I say the ratio, like they're like that, what the heck that doesn't like register. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's like definitely weird. But that's so like, (laughs) that's so horrible that I'm judging this person. Like, you know, before I even give them the, you know, the time and even there's some people on, on dating apps that like always that'll like respond with a great like witty something like a reply right but I like look at them and I'm like oh I don't know but I don't even give them a chance like right. that's so bad right right so it, it, I don't know <laughs> it's changed the whole game and I, I always think about this yes I'm like I kind of also like really I'm really critical of myself like completely like, I need to stop. Oh, girl, me too. Me too. <laughs> so I'm always just like, okay, Amma, like, why are you like, why are you acting this way? Maybe the reason why like you're singles because you keep like <laughs> trying to like look into I know. things and like like try and create this idea, this image of this person that it it you don't even know anything about them yet, you know? That's also super limiting. Yeah, right. it really it limits you, and then you think you're just gonna die alone. Basically, that's how it's I feel sometimes. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, exactly. So, um, it's been very interesting. So, like hearing like what people use, you know, I've heard even Facebook dating. Someone said they found their their boyfriend on Facebook. That, like you know, how Facebook has dating now. I had no wait, first. I of didn't all, know that. Wait, I, this is news to me. Wait, Katie, listen. <laughs> I had zero Facebook idea. dating. I know you have to find this. Like I was like, first of all, I thought like, you know, when we think of like meeting people online years ago, we would, that's like crazy. You'd be like, no, you're going to yeah. find a serial killer on there. Please do not. Yes. Try. And like and match.com and match. like all those websites. <laughs> like, it's like, please don't do that. But now you have these social media sites who are integrating like dating and love and relationships mm-hmm. into their app. Like it's just, 
I think it's mind blowing. So wow. Yeah, I know. So there was that and like grinder too. And it's just like, there's so much out there. So, um, it was, it's just interesting to see how people are connecting with each other to meet each other and stuff like that. And it, it made me realize I was like, okay, so this is what people are doing, even if they're not going on dates, right? Like people were saying like, oh, I don't really go use the app to go on dates. And um, I just use it for fun. Like, does that still count? And I'm like, yes, it counts because we're all using it yes. for instant gratification. So, yes. <laughs> yes. And confidence boosting, just like overall making you feel a little better about yourself. Honestly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I wanted to yeah. know how you actually find the con- confidence to get past sending the first message and just going on the date because you have actually gone yeah. on a lot of dates like on the yeah apps. i have <laughs> <laughs> oh, i was like, kind of averaging like one a week sometimes two a week when i was wow. in the city oh my god i mean so for me it's a little different because i talk about dating on my podcast so yeah. i kind of need content so <laughs> it, part of it was me feeling like i was like i was like i have like this is my responsibility as a content creator i need to go on these dates and tell girls what not to do yeah. and like this you know tell the stories and whatever so that's part of it but i also just like i mean like i said earlier new york's like it's exciting it's like it's mm-hmm. it's fun to have something to look forward to like that and to I don't know. It just like felt very like New York of me to do. I was like, Ooh, this is fun. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I, I guess like that, but I just, I mean, of course I think even the most confident of people, like I would say I'm a pretty confident person. I'm a pretty extroverted person. Mm -hmm. I still get so freaking nervous, like 30 minutes before and I have to like talk myself into it. And I'm like, okay. Like part of me is like, I could just like say, I'm like, you know, I'm not feeling well and like just not go. Yeah. But then the thing is though, I've never looked back and thought like, oh, I, I wish I never went on that date. Like I never mm-hmm. think that way mm-hmm. because it's either a good lesson that I learned or just because right. slowly as you go on dates, even if it's a bad date and you don't connect with the person or you mm-hmm. realize they're not right for you, you have, you have like, you know, gotten something out of it because you're learning one more way that you don't want to be loved or one I, other like one personality trait that you just don't connect with that you didn't know you didn't connect with and so eventually you know after you go on all these dates like it kind of becomes clear what kind of person you're looking for right so i kind of find like treat it as like kind of like a scavenger hunt and i'm like ooh like i mean but it's just it's really honestly there's not a lot of risk involved just right. going to get drinks with someone it's really like and, and I mean, anyway, it's like, it's something that like you can talk to your friends about, or mm-hmm. I don't, it's just something to like spice up your boring. If you have like a nine to five job, like I did for so long and right. I was just like, right. I have nothing to look forward to, but then I'd sit at my desk and like get ready for my date. And it was like, everyone was like, Ooh, you're going on a date tonight. Like, tell us about <laughs> it. Like, it was just like fun. Yeah. There's so. something like so magical about it. And yeah. just like everyone's so interested all the time. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like, what are you doing on your date? Or like, who are you talking to? It's just something yeah. that just for some reason gets people people excited and gets you excited and it's a way for you to like honestly like build confidence because I think as you said too you know you are going on these dates you're figuring out what you like and what you don't like and when you have that better sense of self I think it grows your confidence in general completely yeah mm-hmm. so I think like even though you might not have the confidence to go on the date and like to like like send that first message or whatever. You got to look at like what the end goal is and like what you're trying to get out of this almost too. Not just like a a boyfriend or girlfriend or a partner, but just like kind of understanding yourself as well too. Yeah. I always say it's love or a lesson. Love or lesson. Love or lesson. Either way, it's something good. 
Right. And honestly, this is like a talk for me because I am the one who does (laughs) not. (laughs) I'm the one who does not go on the date at all. I'm like, all right. Do you give an excuse? What do you do? Are you just... Katie, it's so bad. I'll send like I'll send like three messages, four messages, and if I'm not feeling it, I'm just like bye. I literally just oh yeah, delete. Absolutely not. My first when I first got on a dating app, that was like sophomore year of college, and I didn't make that my profile. My friends did. Um, oh, I love Tinder. that. And I was like, I hate you guys, 100%. Please, <laughs> dear God, like I don't want this. And within like five minutes, someone super liked me. I said, delete. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm like, not. <laughs> oh my God. Someone, someone super liked you. That's a big deal. No, I was like, I can't do this. Since then I've been in like, you know, obviously that cycle of like, okay, you download like one night you're like bored. You're like, okay. Time yeah. To download. You're on you there. Just swipe. It's so addicting just to see like who likes you back. I'm like, no, exactly. Like, it's, exactly. it's like a game. No, it, it is. Instead of kind of like sitting in that coffee shop, waiting, scoping around, seeing like, okay, who's going to sit at my table? Oh, that's not me. fun. That part <laughs> is not fun. Oh, I actually have a tip that I wish I knew sooner. So if you're going on a date with someone and you're meeting at like a public place, get there first. So they have to find you. Like get there like 15 minutes early. That's what I always do. I Mm -hmm. always get there early. Mm -hmm. And if it's at a bar or something, I'll just like, I know that I'm there early. So they have to find me. Yeah. I'm really bad at like matching a guy based on his pictures in person. Like I'm really bad at that. And so to avoid all the stress of walking in and not knowing where they are, get there first. Oh my God, I'm going to use that. <laughs> the second I have the balls to actually go on a date, yes. Because I definitely also have too high expectations. So I'd be like, all right, so where's this like model in the coffee shop? Like, I need- Right, and they walk in and they look nothing like nothing their picture. Like- That's... I'm like, I always think to myself, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> like, oh, this is, thank you. This is great. Yeah. I love catfish. Yep. <laughs> I love yep. it. Oh my gosh. Okay. And now going off of that. Obviously, you know, there's a pressure to date in general, whether it's mm-hmm. on going through the app or trying to find someone in class or whatever it is, even in New York City because of the high volume of people and just the culture right. in general. And I wanted to know if you felt more pressure to date in college or in post-grad. Post-grad for sure. I think really? it wasn't, I mean, especially at school, I feel like it was a lot of my friends were dating people, like, don't get me wrong, but I mm-hmm. think it was also very much like, oh, like, we have time for that later. Like, right mm. now, we're focused on getting a good job, like, you know, going to parties, but like, not being too tied down to a person because classically, like, when you graduate, it's like, oh, where do I go? Where do I go after this? Like, because I don't want to be far away from my boyfriend. So I never thought right. for me, I was mm. like, I don't really want that because I don't want the pressure of having to, like, break up senior year or something. Like I, yeah. I, I'm not going to hold back my dreams for a guy. Like I've right. never been yeah. in that position. I didn't want to be in that position. So I feel like, but now that I'm like in New York, I'm like going on all these dates. I think there's definitely a pressure to like have one person stay and not be just mm-hmm. like constantly going on all these. Like a lot of my followers are like, Katie, like, are you ever going to find like one person? Like you're always like t- talking about a different guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah because I'm picky. I am yeah. so picky. Yeah. But I definitely, I feel there's a pressure now as well, just because, you know, I'm turning 25 this year. That's wow. a quarter of a century. I'm like, you know, t- the, the clock is yeah. ticking kind of. Yes. And yep. so, yeah, I think there's more of a pressure now, I think. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that you brought that up, that piece of that, the timeline, because that's something mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about a little bit too. Yeah. Um, I think I just want to say first, you know, my followers, when they answered the poll, 76% of them said that they felt more 
uh, pressure to date in college. And really? <gasps> or no, out of college, out of college. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Out of college, but 24% said in college. And when I talked to some people about it, I understood what they meant because I also kind of felt, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel more out of college for sure. But in college, I did feel some, and that's because- There was a pressure. Yeah. That's I not think, weird. I, I think that- because obviously hookup culture is such so prevalent in college and just nowadays. So yeah. obviously like maybe that's why there was a less of a pressure to be like, okay, time to settle down. But I think at least going into college, my parents and like people who are older than me have always said like, okay, college is a time where you find your one. Like you're going to find yeah. person you're going to marry. Like you're going to, like you need to keep you on the lookout. And I'm like, oh my God. Meet them on the first day, like at orientation. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I got to scout out the dining halls now. And I'm, here I am. I'm like senior year of college. I'm like, okay, I'm still at the dining hall. I still do not see the man of my dreams. This is horrible. Yep. Yep. So I was like, I was, I, I, I did find my myself at one point being like, okay, I need to lock it down. But then I realized very quickly that I was like, no, as you mentioned, like, it, I mean, you have to think about the fact that there's so many people like on one campus, everyone's from different places and things like that. Yeah. And like, how would you manage like even a long distance relationship or like your dreams versus theirs, like what you want, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. And I just, I feel like it's, it, yeah, that's where a lot of stress happens. Like senior year, I saw it firsthand with my friends, you mm. know, and a lot of them, unfortunately, I feel like they settled post-grad wow. because of the boyfriend. And a lot of them, it was actually a huge, like, it was just crazy. It happened like boom, boom, boom. Like all at the same time, all of my best friends dropped their boyfriends. Like right when they got to New York, they were like, really? we can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And like some of the ones that ended up elsewhere have since moved to New York after kind of ridding themselves yeah. of the baggage of having a boyfriend. And I was just like, I, I was almost kind of like, told you so in my head. I didn't say it, <laughs> but I thought it, I thought it to myself and yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You know, because it's crazy because I mean, but it makes sense in a way because again, like your twenties is your, I, I view it as a time to really approve upon yourself. Like and yeah. it's really where you find yourself. I don't know. I just don't feel like, like the person I was entering college I don't know. It's just very obviously, even we change within a month. Like, I can't even imagine oh, looking yeah. at myself from when I was a freshman to now. And like, the things that I want are different. Um, and so, yeah, to like think about, you know, like having to start your life with somebody who might be on a different page as you, I don't know. It just, I feel like it adds to a lot of stress. Um, and so, maybe that's mm -hmm. why, too, like, I can, I can see why there's pressure, you know, on both ends, you know. But kind of going back to what you were saying about timelines, obviously, like, I feel like nowadays the big pressure is to be, like, married by 30. Do you feel like that? Yeah. <laughs> 30 is a scary number, I feel like, and people make it so scary. But then, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, being in New York for how long? I've been there for two years now, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been meeting a lot of, like, what I've been doing more recently with just being a freelancer. I've been really like pushing myself to make new friends in New York mm -hmm. that are freelancers too, because I love my, my friends from college, but they work nine to five. And I never, yeah. I, I'm like, you know, during the day I can get coffee with someone and right. that's an amazing luxury that I have as my own boss, mm -hmm. but I'm like, no one's around to get coffee. So I have to make friends. Oh, and I've yeah. made some friends with people that are older, more established in their careers and, you know, are in their early thirties. And since meeting these people and kind of getting to know them and becoming friends with them, I've mm -hmm. realized that your life does not stop 
stop when you turn 30. Like, mm-hmm. thank God, because I was so scared of that number, but I've met some people that are in their early, early thirties mm-hmm. and they're killing it. And like, they, I can't even tell that they're 30. I look, look at them. I'm like, are you sure? Like, you look, I feel like I always had this mental image that 30 year olds were like old, but like they're not. Like wrinkles, and so, like, yeah. Okay. So luckily after meeting these people, especially how the given how inspired I am by them, mm-hmm. a lot of the stress has, has since kind of, a, you know, disintegrated around the big 30. You know, I right. still think it's going to be scary. Like, I do, you know, kind of even have the idea that I might be the last one of my friends to yeah. get married just because like I, I'm very professionally, like I'm very driven by my career right now and I just don't right. know what right. it holds, future holds. Mm-hmm. But I, there definitely is a timeline. Like you think that you have to be on the timeline. And mm-hmm. in, like, if you asked me two years ago, I would have been like, yep, no, if I don't have a full family by 30, like it's, <laughs> it's over for me. Yeah, it's but New done. York is also just a whole different place. Like New yeah. York has, a, has its whole its own whole set of rules. I think like, it's not completely weird to be getting married at like 36 or something. Really? And that's probably going to be me. <laughs> so, yeah. well, I mean, maybe because I think New York is also, also very career driven. Like they're very yeah. like business centric. They're probably. Oh not. yeah. 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 I mean, I see so many guys on hinge that like are perfectly normal seeming and looking and they're mm-hmm. like 35 and I'm like, oh. how old is too old for me? <laughs> 10 years is 10 years too old. Like if I bring home a 35 year old, are my parents going to freak out? (laughs) Am I pushing the envelope here? Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. And, and I think also too, it's interesting because like you said, um, like you might be one of the like last of your friends to get engaged yeah. or married. Like I also think the same too as someone who has never been in a relationship before, like haven't like I've never had those experiences. I'm I'm 22. I'm sitting here like, oh my God, like I am starting late. <laughs> and a lot of people, a lot of people are in the same boat as I am. And we kind of look at social media and you see what everyone else is doing. And yeah. they're like getting engaged and married. Like people from your high school class are getting engaged and married. Some people are having babies. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my God, I literally am so behind. I need to pick it up, download the app right now. <laughs> Let's go. You're See, that's like, that's what I thought too, just because I feel like all of my friends have been in very consistent relationships. And of course I love my friends and I look Mm -hmm. to them as like people I, you know, want to surround myself with and be like, Mm -hmm. and I just, I feel like I've just kind of, once I accepted that I'm just a little different in that way and I have different priorities, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm behind it more. So it just feels like I've been focusing on different things that, you know, my friends like notice what your friends come to you for. And then you'll realize like what you've been focusing on. And so for me, Mm. it's been like my career and what I've been creating and the community I have online that I'm so proud of. And that I just, I think is doing, it's like really putting good into the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe if I haven't been in a relationship slash, you know, in a very long-term relationship, like if that's the one thing missing in my life, like so be it because I feel like everything, there's certain people that I think, I don't want to bash anyone at all, but I think there's certain people that put all of their strength, energy, focus into Mm -hmm. a boyfriend. Right. And that's so limiting, I think, you know, and a lot of times in those relationships, it's like when they break up, it's like they think, oh my God, I wasted just seven years of my life. Like yeah. and I didn't do anything. Yeah. And so I feel like you need, you can't beat yourself up about that because I mean, look at you, like you've accomplished so much at 22. So <laughs> Thank you. don't think that way. <laughs> I really appreciate that because it's, so, and it, it's, 
it's interesting because it's something that I've told myself, like, again, I focus on different things. I'm very proud of what I've done and I feel good about where I am at. And it's, sometimes it's hard. Like you're always comparing yourself, you know, and I've said that oh, on my yeah. podcast. I'm such a broken record. I literally say this all the time, but <laughs> it's true. We always compare ourselves and you always feel like you're running, you're running, you're not catching up. And it's like, what am I doing wrong here? And I think it's just that everyone has a different focus and everyone is on their Mm -hmm. own journey, as I always say. And it's something that we need to respect of other people too. And I think that like, I I honestly like really love being single in my twenties. Like me too. And I feel bad for saying it. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. no, not, not that I've like really lived. I have only lived two years of being like a 20 something year old, but I, I, have learned so much about myself even within the past year that I'm just like I don't think I could have gotten that if I was with someone else right now you know right and I think that um and I I said this in a a few podcast episodes ago but I think your partner should be something who someone who enhances you as a person and helps you to grow better Yes, And I, I think that it's very hard. And I know people have done this. So no one come at me for this because I know y'all have boyfriends, <laughs> girlfriends, whatever. I know. But I just feel like the person should enhance you and you can't really know how that person can enhance you or the ways in which they can support you unless you know who you are as a person and are strong in that. Yeah. And um, I feel like you can only do that if you spend time alone. Like, right. you just, yeah, right. you just take the time to do that, you know? Yeah. And it just feels good knowing that I can survive on my own. Like, I mean, living alone in New York mm-hmm. is not easy. Right. I definitely thought it was going to be way more of a cakewalk than it was. And then I had three mice living in my apartment and all <gasps> these things. And my, my old apartment, my first one. Oh, the and, you know, there's just one. certain, <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't live in Hell's Kitchen. I don't know the story, but like, there's so many things that you, that you can do, like that we can get through ourselves. And not to say you should be alone your whole life and like force yourself to be alone because Mm -hmm. that's, that's not productive at all. Mm -hmm. But I think that there is something to say about being able to take care of yourself and then letting someone in because you already are enough on your own. And we all need to know that. I think a lot of us think that we're looking for our missing piece and I don't think Mm -hmm. that there is a missing piece in me. I think that I'm looking for someone else to spend life with that will encourage me to, because of course, I mean, I can do a lot of things, but I can't do everything. And I also, you sometimes need someone else to because you, you get so siloed and just in your being and you don't right. really see, you, like you don't really see how other people see you and you need someone mm-hmm. to tell you that. So I think, yep. you know, but I think like to your point, you need to know yourself very much so before you expect someone else to come in and because mm-hmm. otherwise you kind of just, you rely on them too much, I think. Right. I don't know. I, I That's so. what I personally think too. And I, in a way though, I do like I applaud the people who were able to find their high school sweethearts and like, yeah, old. I know a few people who have, they've been dating like their boyfriends, girlfriends, partners like, since like sophomore year, junior year of high school. And I'm like, if that's incredible, if I picture like for 15 year old Ama with some of the same person, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, first of all, how did you love me at that point? Cause I was, I, I know. Was- I know. The most I feel the same way. Ever. So, first of all, how? But you just changed so much. And I guess, I guess uh-huh. the way you, when you were with someone for that long, you kind of grow with them and you go through these periods of your life that are so evolutionary and so impactful together. So maybe 
I don't know, maybe what do you, what do you guys think? Whoever like is listening to this, who's been in like a high school relationship for this long, congratulations to you. Just hit me up. I actually really want to know <laughs> how you yeah. feel about that. Have you guys, have you heard um, that song? It's Ben Platt. He wrote a song called Grow As We Go. No, and it I makes don't. me like sob when I listen to it. It's basically literally what you just said, AKA like just as you're growing, like having someone grow alongside you and like, mm-hmm. you know, not feel like you're being held back, but grow as you go. Like mm-hmm. you got to listen to it. I it's have to, I'm going to listen to it now. I really am. <laughs> it's good. I, also yeah. based on, you know, the facts that, yeah, like you're, you're feeling, it might feel more pressure to date in post-grad, right? Okay. So based mm-hmm. on that, you might be looking for maybe different things now than you did in college, right? So I would like yeah. to know, like, are you like thinking about like more marriage material stuff when it comes to, which sounds crazy, which like, like how are you going to find marriage <laughs> material on Tinder? I don't know. But something that I've yeah. realized in myself is that my priorities change. And I think that's what, I mean, that, that happens inevitably, like, you know, yeah now that I'm in post-grad, it's more so of like, okay, who is someone again, like who can I, who can I grow with basically again? Like who I'm not just looking for like the Mm -hmm. six foot tall guy, but I'm looking for like, I'm starting to think about values, family, religion, even like things like that culture. Um, I'm wondering what you, how you've kind of approached that aspect as well. Yeah. I'm definitely, I feel like I don't want to say when I'm like going on a date with someone, I'm like, oh, this could be my my husband because I feel like that's <laughs> just a lot of pressure. Right. And yeah. I do think that you know you have a couple of people in your life that aren't your aren't going to be your husband or your wife, but that are just kind of they teach you something. You know, they kind of are a stepping stone. Right. And I think that's okay. And I think other people even can view me like that. You know, so mm-hmm. that's not. I don't kind of go into it like that. But I definitely more so you know, than in high school and college, I'm looking for maturity and mm-hmm. be so surprised how many people in New York are like in the most ridiculous mature jobs, but have such an immature personality mmm. slash like, like play games. And I'm just not, oh, I don't want that. I and I think games. that I hope that we left that in college, but you'd be surprised. Like some people like still just like won't text me back for a few days. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, I don't need this. It's like yeah. if you talk to me. You will talk to me. I don't, I, I'm mad at myself sometimes for going through with it and still like playing along when I know. I mean, then there's also just like people like just will ghost you without, without talking like, for a few dates. And then like all of a sudden, like I had this experience when I like went on a few dates with a guy that was, it was so great. There was like no mm-hmm. red flags. It was awesome. And then all of a sudden I was just out. Like, he didn't talk to me for like weeks. And then I was like, okay, message received. I go out Mm -hmm. to a bar, the bar that I brought him to, and Mm -hmm. he's making out with a girl in the middle of the bar. And I'm like, first of all, no one like makes out with people in the middle of the bar, like (laughs) at 9 p.m. Like that's tacky in my opinion. And two, I was like, I was like to my friends, I'm like, guys, that's definitely not him, is it? And they're like, Katie, I think that's him. And I'm like, I don't want to get closer. My my friends, like I had to hold them back because they were going to go like, talk to him. I'm like, please don't, please don't. <laughs> but don't it's just like stupid, this- immature stuff. Yeah, I know. Don't make this harder than it already is for me to see this I happening. Know. But <laughs> see, like, and that's the kind of story. And I, I had heard this story from your podcast, but yeah, I, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, that is so high school. That is it's so, so high, school. high school. I know. What are know. we doing at like age 30? <laughs> I know. I, oh, seriously and that's and that's another thing where I feel like one of my biggest things with this with relationships is that 
I don't want to waste time because I also, as much as like, I see, I, as much as I don't want to view this as a timeline thing, but obviously with a biological clock and like just culture it in kind of is one. Yeah. It yeah, kind of is like you have no matter be, what. Right. And, um, I like am very much just like with the mentality that I just want to know what this is. Like, I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. Like, like that kind of game where I'm like, okay, I took you to the, like, you're at the same bar that I brought you to. Didn't answer me. Like I'm sitting here. Yeah. Waiting. You know, it's just like a lot. And you can meet so many other people like in that time. I feel like too. I know. So. I know. And that's why, I mean, I'm not opposed to kind of dating around at the mm-hmm. same time, like going, kind of treating it like the bachelorette and like just going <laughs> on different dates, you know, unless we've like defined the relationship, there's really nothing wrong with that. And I don't think you should limit yourself. I have friends that will go on one good date and then delete hinge because they're like, Oh, I'm, I've, I found the one. I'm like, that's just not how it goes. No. Like you, you can't, put so much into this one person. And I think that's where I've made a mistake in the past. Just like, hmm. of course you should, you know, maybe not be going on a different date every day of the week. Cause that's just exhausting for you, mm-hmm. but don't like limit yourself because then that just puts a lot of pressure on things. And I think, you know, you'll know when it's the right time to delete the app and to commit. And I think at that point you have a conversation where it's mm-hmm. like, what are we? And mm-hmm. then, then that's when you kind of take yourself off the table for other people. Right. But we're young yeah. and I mean, we, we're young, but we're not going to be young forever. And yeah. I don't know. I, I feel the same stress as you, believe me. <laughs> well, it, it's the thing is too, I feel like when you put like all your faith in like that one person, you're like, I'm going to delete the app. This is it. Like you, again, you kind of mm-hmm. put that person on a pedestal and like you, yes. I feel like you idolize them, but like you, you begin to create that image in your head of that. Oh, he's the one, he or she is the one. Yeah. Like I like, this is it for me. And then you just get hurt in the end where, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. I'd rather know that. Okay. Like listen, this is the deal. Like everyone is trying to do the same thing. I don't know the person yet. I want to get to know them. And like you said, it's a lesson and I treat it as such until it gets to the point where it's like, all right, like this is something that could work. But I think when you, when you do that, you just putting that person on that pedestal and you're idolizing them. And it's, I know that something for me is that I, I'm such a daydreamer. I'm someone who's like very like in my mind, I'm like, I'm I'm going to like, yeah. I'm like, all right, Harry Styles is going to bump into me when I'm getting my iced matcha latte at, you know, Starbucks or something. He'd be like, oh, hi. And then we're going to like date and fall in love after that. I'm just very like, <laughs> so I have to make sure I don't let me, like myself get to that point. So I'm like, all right, Ama, this is it. <laughs> like, don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough because I like, I like the idea of, of everyone romanticizing their life and falling in love yes. with their life. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can go too far to the point where you, you get upset. But I think that like we shouldn't – I do have some friends and just even myself at some point have slipped into being too realistic mm-hmm. to the point where I don't even let myself dream or don't even – like I get to the point where I'm like, oh, there's no way this person would ever like me. Like I don't – like I get so just critical and of myself mm-hmm. and like I think – the more that you romanticize your life and the more that you fall in love, like start falling in love with elements of you that like you formerly probably didn't like about yourself. Mm-hmm. I think like that is when you do attract the right person because you aren't, you know, there's like just so many times I've limited myself because mm-hmm. I was so obsessed with, 
not messing it up. And like, you know, there's been certain situations where I've been, you know, I felt like, oh, I really want to go talk to that guy there. But I like got so in my head that I didn't do it Mm -hmm. and didn't treat my life like a movie where it could maybe work out. I'm always just like, oh, well, that's just, that's going to go nowhere. So why would I do that? And I'm too realistic and I need to be more like, well, what if it does, you know, like what if it's a thing? Mm -hmm. So I think it's about striking the balance and not being too hard on yourself. Yeah. And I love that. And that's, I, I also um, do the same thing where it's like, I, I am too realistic because I know I have the ability to like, again, like romanticize a lot of things in my life. And like my life in my head, the way I think about things, guys, is like a movie. Like I have a soundtrack. I know exactly what's going on. (laughs) I know, I know like how it's supposed to look like and what I want. And, um, I love the fact that you said like, it's okay to romanticize certain elements of your life because again, like it helps yeah. you to fall in love with yourself and like appreciate a lot of the things that are around you. And it kind of also makes you want to create an environment that really works for you and that helps you to grow even more. Cause then you kind of, you know, what works for you when you like realize what yeah. sparks joy in your heart and stuff. And that, that in itself helps you to find the right one, I think almost. I agree. And it also makes for a good story to tell your kids someday. Exactly. 100%. One other thing that I wanted to ask you about, because I, I have been following you for a very long time. So I kind of, I've seen a lot of personal growth and development. It's like, it's, it's kind of like I'm watching a movie almost with like your, like the character development and me growing up, yeah, me finally like- figuring out what hair, what <laughs> hair flatters my face because it took me 10 years on the internet to figure it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, basically, and I, I love that. I love that. You're so open and you share all that with us and you really don't yep. have to. You really don't and you do. So I love it. But I want to know, like, what would you say to the Elon Katie about you, mm. about relationships and just love? Because I feel like based on the conversations you've had with your listeners and even in the way you've described your like time at college, mm-hmm. it's like a very different, a different world, different Katie, different priorities, obviously because it was college and now you have two years out. So naturally that's going to happen. But what would you say to her? Yeah, a lot of things. Um, a lot of things, but I think just more specific kind of broad, broad yet specific, I would say, I think just to kind of back up a little bit, something that I struggled with at Elon or, I mean, any college would have been like this. It was just mm-hmm. like, I felt very beyond my years, like even mm-hmm. freshman year. Like I just felt like I had so many dreams that I'm, I'm very much like, I want to do it now. Like I don't want to yeah. do it four years from now. I want to do it now. No. And luckily YouTube, I was able to launch a business from my dorm room and do that. And mm-hmm. it was easy for me because it was quite literally my life that I was posting online. Mm -hmm. But as things started to kind of shift and I was gaining more followers and I was kind of in this weird position where I was a businesswoman, yet also still a college student who was messing up and going, you know, hooking up with guys and like doing the college thing. I just had this weird struggle with like power struggle, almost like in, you know, inside of me between like, am I this like all business person? Like that's really focused Mm on, you know, post or am I having fun in the moment because I'm never going to be this this young again and all that? Mm. And I think that I would just kind of go back and tell myself like, it's okay to have fun and mess up and make right. mistakes. Because I was really hard on myself, I think, especially because I was like, I have this whole 
platform and audience of people that look up to me. And if mm-hmm. only if they knew what I just did or like how I feel right now, like they would not want to be following me. And mm-hmm. there were multiple moments in college where I was like, this is like embarrassing. Like I don't want people to know mm-hmm. that I did this thing. And you know, coming from a person that puts everything online, like right. every little thing that I do, mm-hmm. it just, it created this like guilt in me. And I, I just wish that I knew in the moment that everything's going to work out. It's going to be okay. Like have fun and make mistakes right now because you are, like I said, the youngest you're ever going to be. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's going to be time to be a businesswoman. Like you, you have the next, you know, forever of your life after right. college. I think sometimes people in college don't let themselves have fun. Mm-hmm. Don't let themselves get in a position where they can make a mistake because they just think they have to be business, business, business in order mm-hmm. to excel later on. Mm-hmm. But once you get to be like, I don't know, 30, let's talk, you know, talk about the 30 number again. <laughs> it's like you kind of have missed, you can't really be a crazy teenager anymore, or you mm-hmm. can't be someone who's like making mistakes and doing crazy stuff like that the ship is kind of sailed at that point right. like you have to kind of focus yeah. on making money and all that and mm-hmm. so i just wish i could tell my myself that like it's okay that you're making stupid mistakes and like honestly no one will judge you for it like yeah, it's, it's no. part of growing up exactly i don't know 100% and i think like even with in when we talk about like relationships and stuff right like i think that is the time, like like your teen years, like yeah. college, whatever. Like that is your time to make those mistakes, and it's okay. And I think I, I, we take ourselves so seriously, and like we we feel things so much. I feel like also for our personality types, because Katie and I are um, only one letter apart from our personality types. I remember you mentioned really. Yeah, I like messaged you one time because I. Oh, Did you tell me you're an INFJ or something? No, I do remember. I'm ESFJ. I think. I'm ESFJ. Yes. And I think you're ENFJ. Yes. Yes. Yep, okay. So I. <laughs> only one wow, we are so similar then. So, Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, so we definitely like feel things like a lot, like very. Like, oh yeah, I'm a very, huge empath. I'm a huge empath yes. slash. So yeah. so to use that time to like really feel and like make mistakes and let yourself do that. Like it's, it can be hard. And like, but that's the time we need in order to yes. build up those like building blocks to figure out who we are as, as people too. And, and in using that and, and trying to find a partner for that, like too, as well. So, um, I mean, and I had the similar thing with you where I was like, I was so involved on campus. Like, I was like doing everything. I was also like pre-med. So I wanted to go to med school at one point and I was just so fo- laser focused on those things. And if I made a mistake, even like with guys or whatever, like I, I would be so hard on myself. I'm like, oh, I don't have time to be making these mistakes. And like, why am I doing this? And like, oh, forget it. I'm not even going to try. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I, I totally 100% agree with you on that. And I think that can be applied to everything like beyond relationships as well too. But I'm yeah. like so proud of you for kind of creating and designing the story that you've had so far. Because I think you have real, and I, again, like, I, I don't want to speak for all your followers, but like, I just feel like <laughs> at least for me watching you and then kind of applying it to my own life. I'm like, wow, like I, I relate so much and it helps me to also put in the sense of like what I'm doing as well. And to see you doing so well and like 
taking risks and you have this graph, you have your Patreon now, guys, if you don't. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. She has, she um, has some of her graphic design services on there. She's teaching people how to basically make their own life pretty by doing the little, like doing little tasks, whether it's on like, I don't know, just like on your iPad or whatever, like Anyway, yeah. side note, my point is that she, <laughs> you're really taking risks. And I think it's really admirable that you're especially taking risks, even with relationships. And it's something that a lot of people are scared of. A lot of people in our twenties are very scared to do that. And I think even past living, like being a 20 year old, everyone is so scared to take risks when it comes to relationships. Cause you feel like it's like a one, one and done thing. You don't want to you, you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to like, no one wants to be vulnerable. No one wants to be emotionally invested in something and then have it taken away right away, you know? So I just think that like, I want to thank you for like being so open and sharing like every aspect. Again, I reiterate, like you don't need to do that, but you do. And I think it helps a lot of people. So I, I just want to say thank you for that and keep it up, please. If anyone tells you otherwise, please don't ignore them. Like I know, I feel like- Oh, you- I'm not listening. I don't <laughs> listen to the haters. <laughs> no, so you're doing great. And I was telling Katie too, because she posted- um, a few days ago about like just things going on in her life and just like, you know, like the ups and downs. And I, I messaged her the same thing where I was like, listen, like you're, I, I really hope that people are telling you that you're doing a good job. I feel like sometimes like we get so stuck in our heads about things. You can put yourself down. You're hypercritical. Right. And I know maybe a lot of people are, maybe a lot of people are telling you because you do have this platform, but I want to make sure that at least I'm doing my part to say like, Katie, like you are doing such a fucking good job. <laughs> Thank okay? you. I need to hear it. I think oftentimes, like I'm guilty of this too. I have all these people that I love following and I, you know, I'm even one of those silent followers where I don't comment on things on a lot of people's mm-hmm. feeds because I'm like, oh, they're not going to see it. Like, you know, what's yeah. the point? But then I forget that sometimes like you, you need to tell your, your favorite people that you love what they're doing because mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, a lot of people only message people to be mean and it's, yeah. you know, they, they don't, they, they are critical, maybe not mean, like that's just, you know, me being oversensitive, but sometimes <laughs> people just are like, just all my messages are like Katie and it always starts out like, Katie, I love you, but oh blah, blah, blah. My God. and I'm You're like, like yep. and I need that. I need to be put in my place when I do something wrong or if mm-hmm. I need to be doing something that I'm not doing, like, of course, but it's like, you, you forget that like, that literally that creators probably their whole inbox is just like constructive criticism and I'm like I just need someone to tell me like I'm I'm doing okay you know so I love to hear that and I appreciate that and I would everyone that's listening like tell your favorite people that they're doing a great job even if they're not an influencer even if they're just a friend of yours that's really Mm -hmm. killing it like they need to hear that Mm mm-hmm no, and so, that's and that's why like it just I feel like that's just being a good friend, a good person. Like that should be bare minimum. Yeah. Bare minimum. Yeah. So definitely And you forget because our lives get crazy and like mm-hmm. we think that, you know, we get so just caught up with what we're doing, but we forget that we forget to check on our friends sometimes. And it's yeah. it, we just need to be reminded constantly to do it, I feel like. Right. So. Right. Okay. Now to end this off, I do wanna talk about what I guess you pick what has been your- <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> 
I just, because, okay, I, I should preface this uh, by saying that I also asked in this Instagram poll, like, what are your like funniest dates, like craziest dates? Um, oh God. So <laughs> we got some really crazy stuff and they got, I got so many responses that I, sorry, everyone, I cannot read all here today, but let me tell you, y'all are messy and I love it and it's okay. Like God bless your souls for getting through all those dates and crazy moments because wow. But I do want to ask yeah. Katie, pick, um, either talk about your favorite date that you've had or your worst date. I oh know that's God. such a broad question. Well, I know. <laughs> well, I've just had so many. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Well, cause I have, oh, I have so many stories. Let's, let me think. I mean, that's my whole podcast. So <laughs> I would say probably, I mean that the worst like experience that I've had really was just what I described with the guy that like, I'm like, come on, like that <laughs> ghosted me. And then was like making out with some girl. Like that was definitely like the creme de la creme of the bad situations. Mm-hmm. But I would say, um, so recently, this is a good story. Okay. Um, this was more recent, like before, Sorry, my Siri thought I was talking to her. Um, not talking to you, Siri. <laughs> so when I was in New York more recently, um, basically I was going on – so this is all like Hinge. Like I met this guy on Hinge. Okay. And we went on some dates and like it was really great. But it just it was one of those things where he's kind of a workaholic and I hate to mm-hmm. say it, but he like is. And I think he's my ideal type and like everything is perfect except he just like doesn't have time during the week to hang out. And mm-hmm. I'm like I can't constantly just be going from – one weekend hangout to the next weekend. I just feel like at some point you got to make time for people during the week because otherwise it's like, I'm only seeing you four days out of a 30 day month. Like that's absurd. So, you know, things kind of just fizzled and it fizzled and it wasn't a big deal. And it wasn't like the end of a chapter. It was just kind of like, okay, like, I don't know where this is going to go. So I was still on hinge, still looking around, you know, trying to find people. (laughs) And I go on another date with this other guy who I didn't register went to the same college as the first guy. I just like didn't like really Uh-oh. internalize it. It's one of those big state schools that like everyone goes to. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> there's no way they're going to know each other. Right. We, I go on this really great date with this other guy and like it, we really hit it off. He's actually a friend of um, one of my best friends from home, from like from high school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like that's great. Like there's a connection there. Like, and like I had her like talk me up to him and whatever. We go on this date. It was great. We're like going on another date. And before our second date, I get a text from the first guy mm-hmm. saying, are you f- fucking kidding me? Dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you literally just went on a date with my roommate. Like, Katie. And I didn't know because I had never been to his like apartment. And mm-hmm. apparently I had gone on a date with his roommate and like made out with his roommate. And he was so pissed. And now, I mean – of course, like funny story or funny enough, like I'm, I'm talking to the first guy again because I think the fact that I hooked up with his roommate, he was like, oh my God, she's like out there, like on the prowl. Like I need to like <laughs> reel her in. And so, but it's so funny because this past week I was, um, you know, just like on Snapchat and he Snapchat me, the first guy Snapchatted me a picture, I guess sell him and the other guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, New York is way too small. That's when I was like, New York is New way York. too small. Wow. So, Honestly, like they were both really great dates. So I guess that's like a good date story, but it's just like a classic New York story that I thought was good to share. <laughs> that's so. so crazy to me because I really would think that like you would never like you could you could really date someone in New York and just never see them again. I just it's true though. I mean, there's certain guys where I've like it's either ended because I've like 
broken their hearts or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I see them everywhere. Like I'll just randomly, I randomly ran into a guy that I broke up with in like in Grand Central Station, which is like the biggest, most, you know, there's so many people. Yeah. And I ran into him there. I'm like, are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) A nightmare. A nightmare. I had something similar. I didn't like, this is like a little bit kind of similar, but um, on Hinge, I matched with someone. I don't even know. I think I don't know. I, they're from my state, I guess, but um, I matched with someone and I talked to them for like what, like two days and like that was it. Because that's how I am with these apps. I really just don't put any effort. In. Yeah, that's why I'm I single. feel that. I relate. <laughs> I relate. So I just like didn't even think anything of it. But then one of my um, really good friends um, went on a date with him and um like match like i like talked um i think went on a date or something and he brought me up because i think she like mentioned something about me and he was like oh i actually matched with her on hinge and i'm like <laughs> i was like dear god like why first of all why is my name in your mouth please don't. <laughs> he's, he can't stop thinking about you he's not over you <laughs> after like the two days of conversation oh my god yeah. i could not believe that was it. all it took that was all it took <laughs> all to it fall took. in love. I'm just so magical. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it's just, the world is so, so small. Like I just, oh mm-hmm. my God, it's unbelievable. Um, and with that, I do want to, I'll read one of um, our listeners um, stories that you sent me guys. I know you sent me so many. You're going to kill me when I, like, I'm so sorry. I can't <laughs> read all of them, but I really like this story because I just think it's hilarious. Um, and this girl, she uh, actually lives in New York. So I wanted to like, mm. hear what you think. <laughs> so oh, yeah. She, she messaged me and she was like, one time I went on a first date with this guy who was like eight years older than me and seemed like he had money. And he picked out this really nice place for dinner. He orders everything and picks out two bottles of wine. And then the bill came and he wanted to split it. So she was like, oh, no. Like, oh, my God. For that. And then she goes, also, on the same week, I had um, a hot Dutch guy ask me out to get a drink. We, we were at the wine bar, and then he tells me he hates wine. And then he proceeded to make a grossed-out face every time he took a sip. I almost wanted to crawl out of my skin. She goes, oh, my God. These two awful dates happened in the same week, and then I started liking women. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. Plot of the freaking century. <laughs> I screamed when I read that. I was like, oh my God, imagine. <laughs> imagine hey, that's a, that would be enough for me. <laughs> I was like, imagine. Switch being, teams. Just switch it and be like, enough. Enough's enough. I'm done. And she's so happy. She's like loving it. So I was like, wow, good for her. <laughs> I, was like, I, I can't it. stand like, just like people. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'm all about splitting the check. If it's like we, but if so, if it's someone who he picks the place and it's mm-hmm. super expensive, and then he proceeds to order a ton of stuff, right? I feel like at that point, it's not like it's like he's taking you out. It's like right. I don't know. I always offer, but I feel like it's just the right thing to do if you organize the date and picked the place and all that. Like, mm-hmm. you, you I should agree. Pay. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Like, like if I picked the place and I was like, I want to like let's go to this ice cream place. I would buy his ice cream and I feel like it wouldn't be weird. No, I don't think that's weird either. That's just my opinion. No, I don't (laughs) think it's weird at all. And I think at least like offer, like at the end of the day, just like, and then they'll be like, oh no, like it's okay. They're always like, no. And guys like love that. They love like having the the power to say like, no, 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 I got this. Like it's (laughs) okay. And it's like, okay, and I'm like, okay. I'll fuel your ego, I guess, if it means I get a free, free dinner. <laughs> right? I'm I know. Fine. I was like, I, I'll be very happy to inflate your ego if it means free food. <laughs> very Amen. Easy for me. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Katie. I really appreciate the time you took for this. I hope you had fun. I did. Um, I, think- I did. Yeah. <laughs> this has been so, this is like the most excitement I've had in like a week. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you're going back to New York tomorrow, aren't you? Yes. Tomorrow oh my morning. God, have fun. Wear your mask. Keep safe. Oh. Yeah, I'm like not going to see another human being. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, we'll have so much fun. I'm so excited to see you back in the city, back in your element, like doing yes. your thing. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. And see you soon. Hopefully, another time you can come back on the show. Oh, anytime. I'm always here to tell my dating stories. Always here. So, <laughs> whoever will listen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll let you guys know how the, the two guys' situation goes. Who oh knows? my God, please. I need to know. Yep. <laughs> thank yep. you, Katie. Bye. Bye.